relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. Impressive. Most impressive. See things you people wouldn't believe. You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. wrong you only think i guessed wrong that's what's so funny i switched glasses when your back was turned ha <laughs> you fool you fell victim to one of the classic blunders the most famous is never get involved in a land war in asia but only slightly less well known is this never go in against a sicilian when death is on the line <laughs> Are you? I'm no one to be trifled with. That is all you ever need know. To think, all that time it was Shawcut that was poisoned. They were both poisoned. I spent the last few years building up an immunity to Iocane powder. The Dread Pirate Roberts! Or is it? My favorite scene from The Princess Bride. Uh, an underrated film at the time, and like many others that we have reviewed, utterly in a category of its own to discuss my co-host in making movies great again from an undisclosed location because he's always on the run chris coles the host of the alpha critic and the mr reagan youtube channels welcome back to making movies great again well it's great to be back you know it's my favorite time of the week we get to talk about (laughs) films from the 80s sometimes a little earlier sometimes a little later but uh you know back when movies were great love it all right, so you chose this movie. This has been a favorite of my family since the first time we ever watched it together. Like so many. I mean, I don't know, how, maybe 80, 90% of the films we review here, they just, they're in their own category. They don't fall into anything obvious uh, when it comes to a taxonomy. They have influenced so many other films after them. And, and many of the films reviewed have not been a success when they came out, like this one. Uh, tell me why you chose The Princess Bride, Chris. Well, you know, I, I like to change it up, do something a little bit lighthearted occasionally. You know, I like these films that uh, are funny. I like comedy. I like films that uh, are... I feel like comedy is is like a high IQ art. Um, it, it doesn't have to sound high IQ. You don't have to be high IQ to get a joke. But to craft really good comedy, I think you need to be pretty smart. And so... I don't know, it's just something about comedy that I've always, always loved. Now, I love a great action film. I love, a, you know, a mystery. I love, you know, darker films sometimes. But every once in a while, you got to keep it light. you got to just have a, a nice movie that you can eat some popcorn to and just have a laugh, you know? Yeah, and, and this is the, the people who are in it. If you watch interviews with the likes of Carrie Elwes and Robin Wright and Manny Patimkin, they say that, that this 
is, you know, their Wizard of Oz. This is a fantasy tale that works for children as much as it works for adults and also tells eternal stories. Because what, what really is this movie? Yes, it's action. Yes, it's comedy. But if you're asked to describe what's it really about, it's about, uh, it's about a phrase we use in my family a lot. So many of these lines become, you know, eternal bon mot. Uh, it's about too brave, as I say to my wife a lot. It's about true love. <laughs> is it blave. not? Too brave. This yeah. is this is a story about yeah. <laughs> the immortality of true love. Yeah. You know what? There's actually a variety of different, uh, I guess, social dynamics at play here that have been layered on top of each other uh, by this brilliant writer. Uh, and he took simple dynamics that are eternally powerful, right? Like this grandfather reading to his grandson. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful social dynamic. It's very important uh, to just about every culture, every civilization across the globe from the dawn of time. Uh, obviously, there's the love story. That's the most obvious one. Then you got these three guys who become instant friends and then storm a castle together, you know, <laughs> uh, beautiful dynamic. And then you've got the dynamic of just the the pure hearted hero going after the, you know, soulless villain, the absolute pure embodiment of evil, you know, and, this, and these social dynamics work in stories since, you know, forever, since the, like I said, since the dawn of time, there's so many stories that have these elements. And William Goldman, he looked at these stories and he said, okay, let's take all those dynamics, put them all together in one simple story and see how it works. And you know what? It works really, really well. And one great thing about this movie, and okay, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room here. I don't know if people are aware of this. I, I'm sure you're aware of it, but this film was made was directed by a man that I find utterly detestable. Yeah. He's a lunatic. Rob Reiner. A lunatic. A lunatic. He's constantly on Twitter just going on about these crazy ideas. He hates Donald Trump. Uh, but you know what? There was a time when even he would make a movie like this with these eternal themes, with these great uh, social dynamics. And you know what? You know what's crazy about a movie like this? Because it was it's a product of its time. Yeah. You know, everyone in this movie, this is a crazy thought. Every single actor in this movie is white. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, my gosh. You couldn't even get a movie. Made and and like one that. of them, the torturer, like, is very white. Yeah, <laughs> at least like albino or something. <laughs> and but you know what? It's it's like it's a simple idea. And but the thing is, it's not a racist movie. Nobody was making this movie right. and thought, oh, you know, oh, we don't have any black people and it's going to be racist. They just thought, okay, it's it's a European movie. It's set in Europe, a fantasy version of Europe with sort of fantasy creatures. You know, it's going to have European uh, characters, right? right? And they didn't think twice about it because it was the 1980s. And as much as I'm nostalgic for this film because I watched it as a kid and I loved it as a kid, I'm also kind of just nostalgic for a time in which you could make a movie like this with these kind of eternal themes, which, which, with this kind of like traditional morality yeah. uh, and just like cast the characters that make sense for the parts, you know? So so I was going to save this to the end, but you've brought it up and I, you know... <laughs> The fact is, not only is Rob Reiner, you know, patient zero for Trump derangement syndrome and really posting stuff that's <laughs> disgusting. I mean, just really filthy, perverse, lunatic stuff, uh, you know, which is political, all of it. The whole cast are woke. I mean, they held a yeah. charity screening of The Princess Bride. This almost finished it for me when it comes to my enjoyment of this movie. They recently held mm -hmm. a, a, a charitable screening together as the cast to to use as a fundraiser for Joe Biden's campaign. Okay, so th this is how woke they've become. Now, this is interesting because if you watch yeah. the interviews with them at the time and a few years later, so, you know, late 80s, 87, early 90s, they say stuff that would have them banned from Hollywood for life. Robin Wright, in an interview, said, well, what is the Princess Bride? It's the ultimate girl's dream, the damsel who's saved by the handsome hero. Could you imagine any female actor saying that sentence today, Chris? No, I don't. And, you know, I talk about this uh, quite a bit when it comes to these kinds of movies where – these days, you would almost always get, and this is bizarre to me, but it's it's so common now 
you will almost always get the female character rescuing the male character. There's so many movies, so many shows that I've seen this in the last few years. And it's like, listen, guys, historically, women wanted to be taken care of by men. If they were in a bad situation, they wanted the man to come to the rescue. That's what men have always done since the dawn of time. Maybe we don't like actually rescue them from like a, a villain or a dangerous animal or something like that, but we take care of women. And and it's sort of the female fantasy that the man takes care of them in this very heroic way. Yeah. And it's also a male fantasy to be able to right. rescue a woman in this very heroic way. So you're feeding both fantasies with this. When you flip it, you feed no fantasies and you're just – I don't know, giving people nothing of what they really want, you know? Oh, again, he's done it already. The deep meta-analysis. When you flip the eternal verities, you're not satisfying anybody. Your attempt to satisfy your political masters doesn't work. When you see the 80-pound woman, you know, smack down the 300-pound bodybuilder in the latest Marvel movie, you, everybody goes... Nah, not happening. It's swashbuckling, it's humor, it's got monsters, and it's not woke. They are woke now, but the movie is eternal. We're talking The Princess Bride with our good buddy Chris Coles. Follow him on the Alpha Critic and the Mr. Reagan YouTube channels. Absolutely superb. Make sure you are following him on social media at Mr. Reagan USA. And if you enjoy making movies great again... Make sure you follow us on whichever podcast platform you prefer. You can go to Salem, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Leave a five-star review. And if you've had it with the wokeness, our latest T-shirt just uh, launched this week. All it says is, white on black, Donald Trump did nothing wrong. Get yours today, SebGorkaStore.com and so much else, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A Store.com and support the president directly at DonaldJTrump.com. That's DonaldJTrump.com. Threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. China, Russia, India, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia are conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration sends hundreds of billions abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. Patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see tyrannical implications. The end of cash? The end of financial privacy? Big government able to see your every purchase? Could there be ties to a social credit system? You can own private currency. Gold and silver. Get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. Call Midas Gold Group today at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653. MidasGoldGroup.com Wesley's got his strength back. I'm starting him on the machine tonight. Tyrone, you know how much I love watching you work, but I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. Get some rest. If you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. <laughs> That, of course, is Christopher Guest, Lord Christopher Guest right now. If you're not aware, he's a member of the House of Lords. He's the six-fingered villain that Inigo Montoya must kill, talking to Prince Humperdinck. Uh, Chris, the, the humor here, uh, you said at the beginning, you know, comedy is an intellectual activity. It doesn't have to be very highbrow, but to write good comedy like that and to deliver it in that dry fashion, yeah. that, is, that takes a lot of skill. And it says something about this movie, Chris, that we could sit down right now for the rest of the show, we could recite individual sentences that have become yeah. eternal, you know, like, incon just the word. If I say inconceivable, everybody immediately knows what I'm talking about, right? I mean, that tells you the quality of the, the original William Goldman book and also the script. Yeah. You know, watching it this time around, I really haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. Um, it's not a perfect movie. I can get into some of my crit criticisms of the film. But the, but the humor is, does hold up. Yeah. You know, and there's these if you've never seen the film before, if you never heard of the Princess Bride, you've probably heard a couple of phrases here and there. 
but the the ones that we remember, right? The ones that have sort of like entered into the you know into into the culture, really, the cultural language that we use. Uh, these these phrases, these jokes from this film, they were so great that they became this cultural phenomenon that people would you would repeat lines from this movie. My brother to this day goes, Mawage. I don't know. I, like to me, that that character is like the least funny character in the thing. But my brother always loved it. Now- Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. My, my wife and I, we, we often do the, what brings us together, marriage. So your brother is, yes. not, is not alone. No, no. I, so there's millions of Americans who, who mimic that particular voice. But, the, but the, the, there are so many jokes in this film, so many little comedic moments that I forgot, you know, because they're so overshadowed by these iconic ones that are, yeah. you know, that are part of the culture now. And so you watch through it again, and I find myself actually laughing more at the jokes I didn't remember. Well, I mean, of course I do, because, of course, the ones that I remember are, are old hat for me now. But, yeah, there's so many little jokes, so many little moments, and stuff that I didn't really get as a kid probably, you know, that I'm getting now. I'm like, oh, that's pretty clever. That's pretty funny. Um, and, yeah, it's not a perfect film. Like, normally – I guess the really good films that we review, and not all of them are like super great movies, but the ones that we uh, watch that are classics, that we and I would consider this film a classic, usually I come on and I say, you know what made this a classic? Everything was perfect. The production value was perfect. The cinematography was perfect. The writing was perfect. The acting was perfect. Everything's perfect. This film isn't actually like that, I would say. This film has some inconsistencies. There's like, I for one thing, the music is a little bit, weird right it's kind of, it's yeah. almost like uh produced by one guy on like a casio synthesizer <laughs> it's just not the robust score that you would expect from a, a great film like this and then like some of the props or some of the sets look like they were taken from like the original star trek tv show like the rocks are <laughs> obviously fake i mean like they're in a real forest and then obvi- and then like a moment later they're clearly on, on a set <laughs> it's it, the, those inconsistencies it kind of works because it's like a magical story about a, a fantasy world, but it, it isn't perfect. It isn't exactly what you would expect from a film like this, and yet it still really works on on maybe some other kind of a level. Because we are watching a movie. It is a little bit of a you know a fantasy thing. It is a fiction, but it, it's all sold well. I think because of the acting. Uh, because the performance is so. Br- I think there's two really great things: the acting and the performing. Yeah. Uh, uh, of this of this project and the writing i think those two things work and they and it's a little bit of a silly story but when you get a silly story like say like star wars is a good example as well and then you get actors that really take these roles seriously and sell it magic can happen because we all want to believe in you know kind of silly wonderful childhood ideas and when an actor comes in and really sells it and makes it believable and makes it real I think it's it's kind of a joyful. It's a joyful experience. Yeah, no, it is. There is something magical about it, and of course, there's a, a reason. You know, even single words become eternally associated with this movie. Here we have uh, Wallace Shawn, who is Vecini, uh, with Inigo Montoya, explaining to him, "You know, you might be a genius, but your sense of grammar may be a little bit off." <laughs> Got very good arms. He didn't fall? Inconceivable! You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. (laughs) 
I do not think it means what you think it means. Uh, to your point of, you know, they have this incredible scenery. They're in England, they're in a real castle, and then they'll move to the place full of Star Trek boulders made of polystyrene, clearly. And when, when he does the backflip off the pole, you see him land, and, and the rocks actually bounce because it's a wooden floor. Yes. Uh, like, but at the same time, I don't know about you, it doesn't take me out of it because this is a fantasy. No. You've got the, you know, rodents of unusual right. size. You've got the fire swamp. So it's all kind of, it's okay. You know, the music, I'll admit, is a little bit jarring. Like the, It's actually Mark Knopfler who did the music. And it's a little bit plinky kind of, as you said, on a Casio synthesizer. But if the story is good, if the acting's good, if the concept it's based upon is really exciting, then doesn't really matter that much, does it? Uh, and, you know, I, I was actually thinking about this synthesizer thing. I called Kurt, talked about he loves this movie. This was actually his choice. And I said, <laughs> as you wish. And so we did the, the, the project. But, uh, you know, we were talking about it, And it was kind of like a throwback a little bit to like the old Robin Hood movies, right? Where you had this very sort of simplistic yeah. score. And I think maybe they were trying to emulate that but maybe update it to be a little bit more 80s. They're not using these, uh, you know, simple instruments like live instruments. Now they're using this, you know, synthetic keyboard to try to create a more 80s version of that. That's kind of the excuse that we were able to draw up for this kind of, I guess, a soundtrack that I would say doesn't really hold up today. So maybe there was a reason for it. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the, the weakest link in the chain here. It does. I, I would agree with you. that The music is a, it could have been a little bit more bombastic or a little bit more finely tuned, but it doesn't take us out, not seriously. That's why we're yeah. celebrating, and that's why Kurt picked it. It is The Princess Bride. If you haven't seen it in a while, watch it. It's eternally good. If you enjoy what we do here, make sure you're following our buddy at Mr. Reagan USA on social media and his YouTube channels and give us a follow as well. Just plug my name, Seb Gorker or Sebastian Gorker on all the usual social media sites. Don't forget, you can watch us, and if you're doing a movie review, it's good to watch us on Roku Fire Stick, the Samsung Plus, uh, or the Salem News Channel app. And don't forget, my Substack brand new article went up just yesterday, SebastianGorker.substack.com. That's my whole name, is one word, SebastianGorker.substack.com. If you enjoy America First, if you enjoy our movie reviews, please support a great American. They've canceled him at Fox, not as an interview guest, but as an advertiser, which tells you how far Fox has fallen. He is, of course, Mike Lindell. He's a true conservative. He's a patriot, a good friend of the president's. Let's buy American this year. Let's make a promise not to buy that Chinese garbage on Amazon, but to go to MyPillow.com, use my name for up to 66% off his line of more than 200 products made in America. And because of what happened to him at Fox, the attempt of the fake Republicans to cancel him, just for you, my listeners, he's going to give you free shipping on whatever you buy, even if it's a mattress, even if it's 10 mattresses, we're going to cover the shipping. Call 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com. That's 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com and promo code G-O-R-K-A. Did you know that 84% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first six weeks? That's got me thinking about PhD weight loss and nutrition and why it was a success for me. Why I haven't gained one pound of my 42-pound weight loss back. Why Jeff, my producer, decided to start the program. Most people blame their failure on a lack of time, motivation, and a loss of zeal. PhD makes it simple. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. They are masters of motivation. You have a team of coaches by your side the whole time, and you don't lose your zeal because Every week you make great strides, so you stay excited. Do something different this year and call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, 864-644-1900 to get started or online at myphdweightloss.com. Don't do this alone. The number, 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. An amazing cast, even with little cameos, Miracle Max. Let's listen from the man who revives the mostly dead, Wesley. Where's that bellows cram? He probably owes you money, huh? Well, I'll ask him. He's dead. He can't talk. Woo! 
look who knows so much, huh? Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. Now, mostly dead, he's slightly alive. Now, all dead, well, with all dead, there's usually only one thing that you can do. What's that? Go through his clothes and look for loose change. He may be under half a foot of prosthetics, but you can't hide a Billy Crystal. Absolutely hilarious. Let's talk about the cast here. Quite an ensemble cast from Andre the Giant to the likes of Mr. Crystal. Pretty well chosen. Don't you agree, Chris? Oh, man, yeah. I actually watched a little bit of uh, a behind-the-scenes thing about this and the different kinds of uh, cast members they're trying to choose before they got this cast. And like every once in a while, in a in a film, they just get darn lucky, yes. you know. And with this film, so many great actors came together to produce this. I think Mandy Patinkin is a really underrated actor. Um, <clears throat> I used to watch him in um, a show called Criminal Minds, and like the first season he was in it, and then he switched to some other show. But he was such a great actor, and in this, he's he's really fantastic. Uh, um, the 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 uh, actor that plays Wesley, you really believe that he's the pure-hearted guy that he needs to be to be the uh, the love interest to this to this beautiful uh, princess who is also perfectly cast. Uh, she got a little crazy in her old age, but when she was uh, young, uh, she seemed very perfect for this part. Uh, all of them, Andre the Giant, really stands out in this film. I don't remember any other film that he's in. I'm sure he was in some other things. But this is really his um, quintessential role. Everybody remembers Andre the Giant from this movie. Everybody loves him from this movie. And for good reason. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think the only other things he did is he uh, he played um, monsters in other fantasy movies. I don't think... Uh, I think Later we'll discuss... We'll have a photograph of him. I've sent Eric. We'll, 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 we'll play... We'll show for a special reason. But, yeah, I'm surprised. So an amazing cast. I agree. I saw Mandy Potemkin in a, in a solo show here in D.C. An amazing entertainer and musician. Um, should have had more success. And what about Carrie Elwes? So this is a person who... His career was kind of made, he says, was made by this movie or should have been. And then what, what, what has he done since then? He was in the first Saw horror movie. No, thank you very much. He had a tiny bit part in Bram Stoker's Dracula by Coppola. And then he played this uh, kind of B-movie villain in a movie that we might have to review, Twister, that I love. But... He he is really. I, I don't know about you, Chris, but I, I love the movies of you know the the, the likes of um, Errol Flynn. This guy is Errol Flynn reborn. Yeah. He should have gone far, don't you think? He really should have. And I actually met him once. He was on a set. Um, I was doing some like background work in Hollywood, and I and uh, I spoke to him for a minute. Really nice guy as well. Just a really a, a true gentleman. Um, and I think maybe it was like he looked too much like Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt was kind of coming up at the same time as he was, and then like Brad Pitt got all the Brad Pitt roles, and he kind of was just like disappeared. I don't know. Uh, today, you don't really get um, casts like this. I don't really know why. Uh, there was a point maybe where they decided they didn't want to hire good-looking people for movies anymore or something like that. So, uh, you know, the ones that were already there maybe were set up, the big movie stars, and they started hiring kind of weird-looking folks. But, uh, yeah, this is like a really, uh, you know, handsome guy, beautiful girl. Uh, you know, this is the kind of traditional love story that you would expect to see in a Hollywood movie from the 30s or the 50s or something like that. And now they're doing it here in the 80s. And I don't know. I feel like the 80s was the last era that, you know i don't want to really go you know dwell on this too much these overarching stories and these different ideas but uh it was like the last era the 1980s when you had traditional values were like the thing like that was like normal yeah and then anything outside of that anything that like was trying to be provocative or you know push the envelope of what was ethical was just a little bit outside normal traditional values it seems like today we've just like taken traditional values and just like thrown them in the bin and forgot about them. I mean, yes, there are individual families, probably certain regions of the uh, the country that um, that they, you know that respect traditional values more than others. I mean, I lived in L.A. for twelve years. Like, there's nowhere to be found. It's like I, I think the internet, to some degree, kind of just made us such a 
consumerist society that now everything is disposable. And it's really quite sad because for thousands and thousands of years, human beings have relied on tradition. They've relied on looking back at what their grandparents did and said, we want to be more like them. And it's not until I think our age right now, like 2024, that we're just like looking at the world and saying, you know what, forget everything that ever happened in the past. We're just going to you know, uh, respect ourselves. We're the greatest thing that ever existed, and there's nothing ever came before. Right. You know, movies like this, they just don't make them anymore, and they don't cast actors like this anymore. And it's just sad. It's just a shame, I think. Yeah, I do think, I mean, we can save this for uh, a longer discussion on the regular radio show, America First, but I think the cracks are starting to form uh, what's happened to Star Wars, to Star Trek, to Marvel. People have kind of had it with the the woke denial of these eternal stories and these eternal themes. And that's why this movie is a cult classic. I mean, what what are we like? We'll be 40 Mm. years, in in three years' time, it'll be 40 years ago that this movie was made. How come we're talking about it? Because of those eternal values and eternal themes. We're making movies great again. I'm Sebastian Gorka. My co-host is Chris Coles. Uh, I'm coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor. This product works. It's real. There's a reason that more than a million Americans are taking it right now, me included. I had a lower back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. I started taking Relief Factor. Two weeks later, my lower back pain issue was gone, and I'm still pain-free Five years later, as of this January, I'm so excited to say it's been five years. That should be your story. There's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee. By the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you, like it works for me and over a million of your fellow Americans. You deserve to know. The only thing you have to lose the pain. Call right now, 1-800-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend, Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stomp out the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98 in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio square and use promo code G-O-R-K-A at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and the MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Gorka. That's 800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. All right, if one hour of movie reviews every week simply isn't enough, if 15 hours of radio just doesn't satisfy you, how about a week together? You, me, and a few hundred other real patriots. Yes, that's our Patriots Alaska cruise. We are going to be traveling over the July 4th weekend this summer. I can't wait. I've never been to Alaska. I've never been on a cruise. I'm taking Katie, my muse, We're going to be joined by none other than Mike Gallagher, the master, the grandmaster of radio. Jennifer Horn, Chris DeGaulle, and you will be reveling in the beauty of the most stunning state of the union. We'll be talking about what the crazies have wrought to our republic and what it's going to take to save it. And we'll we'll just have a great time. Book your cabin right now for the trip of a lifetime. Go to sebgorka.com and click on the Patriots Alaska Cruise banner. You don't want to miss it, especially if you didn't make it to our Holy Land trip a year ago to Israel. Now is your opportunity. Let's hang out together and have a great time, and let's plan to save America. S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, and the Patriots Alaska Cruise. All right, Eric told me he doesn't understand this scene. This is a core uh, legendary scene in our family. When we want to have some fun, we just look at each other and we say... Queen of putrescence. Hit it. 
Why do you do this? Because you had love in your hands and you gave it up. But they would have killed Wesley if I hadn't done it. Your true love lives and you marry another. True love saved her in the fire swamp and she treated it like garbage. And that's what she is, the queen of refuse. So bow down to her if you want. Bow to her. Bow to the queen of slime, the queen of filth, the queen of putrescence. Boo! Boo! Rubbish, filth, slime, muck. Boo! Boo! The Queen of Slime and Nightmare Secrets. I don't know about anybody else. Mandy Katimkin, uh, Andre the Giant, Christopher Guest. That woman, the hag from the Nightmare Sequence, should have got an Oscar. That was quite some acting here. All right, I'm going to say something a little bit dangerous. I got in trouble with my wife today. I love this cast. Great cast. Yes, they're all woke lunatics today. Um, I don't think Buttercup is that pretty. Uh, should I uh, be slapped on the wrist for that statement? You know, she, she's. Uh, I, I actually don't want to respond to that. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh! I've managed to get the I, man I, who I, has, I, fears nothing, who fears nothing, who will make videos about the attempts to assassinate our president, and he's not going to react to that statement. Yeah. Uh, is he? Is he trying to not, to get is work he, again in what, Hollywood? What. What's going on? No, I just think it's just so. It's. It's just such a. Say that a woman's not that pretty. She she is very pretty in this movie. I think she's very she's very sort of um, I don't know. She's got a sort of uh, lightness to her, a, a sort of fairness, you might say. I think she works in the role for sure. Uh, but certainly, like once she gets to like uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about time. what happened to her. She she she, she, she had a very tough life, and you know it took a toll on her. But for me. Anyway, I won't, I won't cause trouble for you. We will move on. We won't discuss the relative merits of Buttercup. It's just, you know, this guy is, is just classically handsome. He literally is the reborn Errol Flynn. Yeah. And this woman isn't, yeah. you know, Ava Gardner, Marilyn Monroe, or anything else. She doesn't have that kind of smack you in the face. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. Let, let, let's move on. Okay, let's talk about some other cast. She's got nice hair. She has nice hair. She does have She's nice hair. Nice this hair. is true. This is true. Let's talk She's about. She's got pretty good features. She's sort of my type, so I, I, I think she's okay. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> I didn't she know. works I, for I, me. I she looks like from... a classic princess. Okay, we'll say she's a, she's Rapunzel. She's a classic princess. Let's talk about some of the other exactly. people um, in the movie or who were considered for the movie. So the book is, of course, William Goldman. Uh, you have to read the book. It's super fun. The movie was in development hell for 12 years, being sold from studio to studio. Goldman, at one point, was so desperate, he bought the movie rights of his book back from the studio that currently had it. Um, they wanted originally... Uh, Andre the Giant. If you want to see a, um, something that's really tough to watch, the documentary, I think I watched it online on YouTube or somewhere, the, the documentary on the life of Andre the Giant. This man lived a tough life, a hard life. He died very, very young at the age of 46. Most of this filming here, he couldn't do any of the physical work, even when he's you know, carrying around Wesley on his back. That had to be a much smaller, lighter stunt man. He couldn't, he couldn't even catch... Uh, Robin Wright, uh, you know, as it is portrayed when she jumps off off the castle parapets, a man who was in pain for most of his life uh, as, as a professional wrestler. But who was meant to play him originally when he wasn't that famous? We have a photograph of somebody who was meant to play it, and it was... Arnold Schwarzenegger was meant to be Fezzik. And there you can see him next to Andre Giant. Andre the Giant makes Arnold look tiny, doesn't he, Chris? <laughs> Andre the Giant really was a giant. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, people don't maybe know about Andre the Giant anymore. Maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, there's obviously the famous uh, Obey uh, I, 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 you know, icon. I don't know if you're aware of this, but that that is actually a sort of stylized version of Andre the Giant's face. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's Shepard Fairey, I think, is the uh, the artist that does that. But, uh, yeah, Andre the Giant was a, really a phenomenon back in the day. I think the biggest, like, w at the time it was called the WWF, right? right. World Wrestling Federation. Uh, it was Andre the Giant was a wrestler. 
and Hulk Hogan was his nemesis, right? And I think that like the biggest ever WrestleMania event in history was Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. And at the time in the 80s, this was a big deal. People loved wrestling. I think it was even on like NBC or something, like a really like a mainstream network. Um, Andre the Giant was a phenomenon at the time. And as well, he should be, because he was a really a, a great man, as everybody uh, attests. He was a very good person. Uh, and uh, and he was just a absolute, just a giant, a real, a true giant. You know? and, and a gentle giant. If you watch the interviews of, of the people who acted with him, it was tough for him to be that character, Andre the Giant, because, you know, he was meant to be the villain in the ring. He was meant to be, you know, booed at, and Hulk Hogan was the hero. But in private life, uh, an utterly sweet, sweet individual, uh, a man that uh, shuffled off this mortal coil far far too early and of course my favorite uh, I, my dad's favorite i watched all of the the shows when i was a kid columbo is the grandfather so peter falk a very right. short part with fred savage the grandson but a perfect pe another perfect piece of casting we're talking the princess bride i'm sebastian gorka my co-host is chris coles of the mr reagan and alpha critic channels follow them subscribe today uh, if you are um not you don't have to be andre the giant but if you are carrying a little bit too much spare tie around the middle a little bit of excess baggage I have the answer for you. It's my PhD weight loss. The amazing team of Dr. Ashley Lucas have helped me lose 42 pounds. My wife, Katie, lost 36. My, co my colleague here at Salem, Mike Gallagher, lost 53 pounds and have kept it off. Now Dennis Prager is doing the program. My executive producer, Mr. G, is doing it. He's lost almost 20 pounds in just three weeks. Find out for yourself. No scary injections, no pills to pop. Just a system that lets you eat five times a day and burns the fat look at the before and after pictures on my phd weight loss and you will see why this system is so amazing call today 864-644-1900 myphdweightloss.com that's 864-644-1900 myphdweightloss.com that's right when I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. It was the book my father used to read to me when I was sick, and I used to read it to your father. And today, I'm going to read it to you. Is there any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Doesn't sound too bad. And then, literally five minutes later, the kid interrupts and said, Is this a kissing book? It would, I don't want no kissing. Uh, that is, of course, Peter Falk, the amazing Peter Falk, who's just credited as the grandfather in the movie, talking to uh, the kid who would become a bit of a legend himself, Fred Savage. All right, uh, final thoughts on The Princess Bride, and then we'll play uh, one of the most famous clips as well. Uh, you said you had a few issues with it beyond the music. Is there anything else that you found a little jarring or you would do differently if, God forbid, somebody made a remake? Uh, well, like I just said, like the sets were a little bit um, <laughs> Star Trek styrofoamy in places, <laughs> Star Trek. -y, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like you said, it, it, none, none of the problems really ruin the film. It, it kind of just goes to show with really good acting and a really good story. You can kind of get away with a lot, which is which is nice. Uh, and I, I got to say, with the grandfather and the Fred Savage character, a beautiful framing device, a beautiful framing device works really, really well for this story. Um, they're kind of used a little bit more heavily at the beginning and then a little bit at the end, not so much, you know, it kind of, uh, becomes less and less throughout and you really get enveloped into the story, but it's a good way. And also it's kind of fun because if you're a little boy watching this, you don't really care about the kissing scenes yourself. And so it's kind of fun when this happens and Fred Savage jumps in and he's like, Hey, what is this? I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> That's great. Um, and not to, I don't want to out Fred Savage or the Savage family, but, uh, uh, let's just say that, uh, you know, I've, I've lived in Hollywood. I, I meet people. I know people. And uh, it's a good family, the Savage family.
Oh, good to know. We love to hear that. All right. Some, yeah. de- some more decent yeah. people uh, in Hollywood. Okay, good people. So, good people. So what's yeah. left to discuss? We have to rate it a little bit. Uh, what else do we need to know? Oh, how did it do? Uh, not very successful. It cost a mere $16 million to make and only netted $30 million. And that was, I think, if you add up all the VHS sales and then Laserdiscs and everything later. So at the time, it, the, the people advertising it promoting it had no idea how to promote it because it is an unusual kind of comedy adventure fantasy can't slot it into the obvious advertising category so really it wasn't advertising as such uh, was a flop when it came out but now as you said is a cult cult classic read the original book and also most recently i think last year i read uh, carrie elwis's book uh, it's a fun read it's a quick read you can read it in a couple of hours uh, as you wish in con- Conceivable tales from the making of the Princess Bride, a real, you know, behind the scenes look of how this crazy movie was made for a shoestring in England on location and uh, in the sh- legendary Shepperton Studios. Okay, so um, wh- how do we rate this out of 10? Is it out of uh, Iocane capsules or, or out of uh, <laughs> Magic Max chocolate uh, resurrection pills? What should we choose? <laughs> yeah, or um, or uh, what, what? What's the kind of sword that he uses? Oh, the, oh, the, the, the saber. Shall we do? You know, handmade a uh, saber. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So yeah. uh, we rate it. You rate it for a modern audience. I rate it in the eternal canon of movies, best movies ever made. So let's do it out of uh, handmade six-fingered swordsman sabers. What is your rating out of ten, Chris Coles? <laughs> Well, I got to say, you know, me watching it as a kid, absolutely loved it. Like you say, there's so many lines for this film that are repeated constantly. So it's a difficult one to rate. I was trying to think of this while I was watching the film, and it was really difficult for me to think, are people going to like it these days? Uh, I started out a little bit higher. I think I'll probably have to drop it down just slightly because it does it, is, it does feel dated, especially with the music. So I'll give it a, I'll give it – but it is a fun movie. It's yeah. a fun movie. So – I'll give it eight Inigo Montoya swords. Ooh, all right. I don't think we've ever done this yeah. before, except when we, we agree on 10 out of 10s together. But, you know, that's a snap. I think in the canon of movies, I'm going to... Uh, no bias here, just because I like it a lot. I, too, am going to give it eight Inigo Montoya handmade dueling swords out of 10. All right, we have a match there. So you see, so you see Rob Reiner... Even though we can't stand you, we recognize that you did something good in the world. So this is the big difference. Thank you for adding that. If you're a Rob Reiner, you would never give a known conservative movie maker or an actor's performance 8 out of 10 because you're a lunatic, and that's why we're better. You are driven by hate, and we are driven by love. So that is why we will win. You're a lunatic, and we live in the real world. But we... Don't hate you because we love all of God's creation, even the nutcases. All right. My choice next. Where are we going to go? I've got this list, this burgeoning list of movies in front of me where people call in. And especially on uh, Thursdays and Fridays, they give me uh, uh, lists of uh, their recommendations. But sitting at the third pole position here on the top of my list for months now is a movie that I just love. It is an utter, complete part of my childhood. Um, I'm sure it's going to make Jeff very, very happy. Uh, Are you ready to travel in time? I'm I'm excited. Okay. Um, We had some prosthetics in this movie, but nothing like the prosthetics in the movie about to come up. Damn you all to hell! Get your dirty paws off me, you stinking ape! It is going to be Planet of the Apes. Are you ready, Chris Coles? You're never going to believe this because I'm the biggest fan in the world of Twilight Zone. Yeah. I have never seen from beginning to end. I've never seen Planet of the Apes. Rob Serling (laughs) wrote the original script, dude. Come on. I'm I'm aware. I'm aware. And I, I don't know. I think it's because I know the ending and it's always annoyed me that I couldn't be surprised by that ending. 
you know. All right, don't ruin for anybody else, but okay, you are ordered okay. to sit down with no pauses. You can have a massive bowl of popcorn. You will watch a classic of science fiction fantasy created one of the most uh, successful franchises in modern history that was recently rebooted yeah. with Mark Wilberg, incredibly. It is the original, guys, the original Planet of the apes until then make sure you are subscribed to chris's incredible channels the alpha critic and mr reagan uh, follow him on twitter at mr reagan usa and wherever you are whatever you're doing keep your head on a swivel watch your six hold the line never give up never give in and stay frosty brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. Passing legislation that actually does what Republicans want on what they say is an existential crisis would then make it a little harder for Trump to attack Joe Biden on the campaign trails week on the border. And that's the Trump candidacy value proposition right there. Can't you guys just keep doing nothing? That would work better for me. So now the Democrats care about the border. Well, isn't that fascinating? For three years, it wasn't an issue. They fixed a broken border system, as they say, and they have declared for over a decade there is no such thing as an illegal human being. We should welcome anyone into America because, well, it's a racist white patriarchy full of white supremacists, neo-nationalists, and Nazis. So, of course, we need to dilute that, don't we? Welcome, dear friends. The worm has turned. They're in trouble. It's Friday. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. It's Ask Dr. G Anything Friday, although I don't know how much time we're going to have for callers because we have a jam-packed show for you today. It's Second Amendment Friday. We're going to give you the updates from the biggest gun convocation in the world. I was there on Monday and Tuesday. I can't believe... Was that... Eric, was that this week? Was that literally this week? It was like four days ago, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. We are still moving at the speed of Trump. That's what we do when you live in MAGA world. We'll be talking to the man who was voted by the gun community, the number one influencer. I still don't know what that word influencer means, but he's a buddy of mine, and we're going to celebrate that. We're going to be making movies great again with one of the true classics of the age. Well, the best, you know, the 1980s and so much more. We're going to talk to Carrie Lake about that... uh, infamous audio that was leaked this week when somebody in the Arizona GOP, the chairman, Jeff DeWitt, tried to bribe her not to run for the Senate and then was afraid that if the conversation got out, he would be assassinated. We're talking about Texas. Oh, it's so exciting. 25 governors have now signed their support openly for Greg Abbott and the government of the Lone Star State that wishes to secure its territory in the face of a federal government that doesn't want us to have a secure border. But the lies, the gaslighting, 
has reached such unprecedented levels. Here we have some guy, I still don't know who he is or why he gets to speak on MSNBC, but it's rather amusing to hear Donnie Deutsch, who absolutely detests President Trump, say, so, you know, anything he says about the 45th president is a lie, say the following, cut one. This is going to come back to haunt him. You know, immigration was the one thing that I was so worried about, still worried about, obviously, both as a person and as a political analyst. That's been taken away from him. You can continually say Donald Trump killed the bill, even though obviously he doesn't have his hands directly on it. He's behind it. Donald Trump is rooting for a depression. Donald Trump wants to take your health care away. Donald Trump wants to end democracy. I, I'm confused, Donnie. Um, President Trump killed the bill. Well, he's not in elected office. He doesn't serve in the Senate. He's not Mitch McConnell. So how did he kill the bill? And even if he called somebody, and I doubt Mitch McConnell, of all people, would obey President Trump. Why is this bill so important? I thought there wasn't a problem at the border. I, I thought it's good to have... Elite, what are they, Eric? What do they call them? Undocumented citizens, right? Yeah, undocumented citizens. And what Mayorkas now calls, um, instead of illegal immigration, it's irregular migration. Now. Irregular migration. Oh, add that to the Orwellian list of newspeak. They're in trouble. This is big. This is big. They've had to switch the narrative. Up to this point, it was what? They're fixing it. It was awful under us. Yeah, because we didn't want illegal immigrants. And they're also pro-illegal immigration, so much so that they created something called the CBP-1 app, the Customs and Border Protection 1 app, which is used. You download it for free on a cell phone and when you're sitting in Guatemala, in El Salvador, or even Haiti. And when you're near the border, when you're getting ready to enter illegally into America... You self-register yourself. Yeah, N nobody interviews you. You don't have to provide any documentation. You, you punch it on the app. My name is Mickey Mouse. I'm 16 years old, and I'm fleeing my country because of X, Y, and Z. That application is then used to provide you status in America. Once you cross the border... The application you made on the app that you paid for is used to give you $5,000 of spending money through an NGO that is funded by your taxpayer dollars again, like, I'm ashamed to say this, Catholic Charities. You're provided a new government cell phone paid for by, yes, it's you again. And then lastly, oh no, sorry, two more things. You are asked, where do you want to go and live? They ask you, where do you want to go and live? Oh, I'll go to uh, New York, Seattle, Dallas, Austin, Boston. And then you're given a plane ticket to go there. Oh, and lastly, this is perhaps the most transparent indication of what's really going on. You're given a court date to come under your own recognizance to an immigration court to be processed. As we speak, in January of 2024, illegal immigrants who are crossing our border to the tune of more than 10,000 illegals every 24 hours, those individuals right now are being given court dates for 2035. Not 2025, 2035, 11 years from now. Yes, honest, I'll appear, scout's honor, I'll appear in court 11 years from now. What are you going to be doing for 11 years? You're going to be working illegally? Are you going to be uh, doing some kind of, oh, I don't know, mule work for MS-13? Are you going to be undermining Legal immigrants working for cash under the table, destroying the livelihood of those who spent years and years going through the system as I did, legally, taking examinations, 
learning about America and also on the day of their naturalization, raising their right hand and swearing allegiance to the Constitution of the United States, mm-hmm. they're in big trouble. And I have one thing to say. As I tweeted this morning, God bless Texas. I may not be fully convinced that Greg Abbott is completely MAGA, is completely America first. But right now, his behavior, he has ignored the 1 p.m. deadline from Biden in the White House today, and he's proceeding to deploy the Texas National Guard to protect his nation, which, by the way, was a country. Yeah, Texas from 1826 to 1836 was a country, and it may be again. God forbid we have a civil war. But Texas, it's different. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you never miss our long-form interviews with the best of the best, the true newsmakers, the real experts. Go to your favorite podcast platform, plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Never miss an episode. Give us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. Likewise, if you want sanity back, if you want a border, if you want national security, tell the world whose side you're on. The latest T-shirt on the website is Donald Trump did nothing wrong. Get that. Get the I stand with 45 t-shirt the 2024 retribution t-shirt and so much more sebgorkastore.com and support him directly at donaldjtrump.com three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 